everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. Did Tesla just screw itself? We'll tell you what we're talking about coming up next on In-Depth. Thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Magic Spoon is not like other cereals. It's cereal reinvented. Every bowl has the great taste you love with more protein, less sugar, and no artificial colors or sweeteners. I'm excited that birthday cake has been permanently added to the Magic Spoon collection. It used to be only released once a year as a limited edition flavor to celebrate Magic Spoon's birthday. But thanks to your feedback, birthday cake is now available to enjoy year-round. Just like the best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, and maple waffle flavors, plus other awesome flavors including honey nut, blueberry muffin, and cinnamon roll. Magic Spoon is great for a low-carb lifestyle. Magic Spoon has 13 to 14 grams of protein, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and 0 grams of sugar. I'm never going back to regular cereal. And it's not just for breakfast. You can snack on it, and it tastes just like the cereal you ate as a kid. Magic Spoon is backed with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So click the link below and use the code NYK for $5 off or go to magicspoon.com slash NYK to save $5 off your order today. And be sure to add the fan favorite birthday cake to your custom box. Also for now you know Canadian and British fans, Magic Spoon ships to Canada and the UK. Okay, so Tesla just presented Investor Day last week. Super awesome event. We condensed four hours down to 30 minutes or so. You can check out last week's in depth on that right over there. If you haven't seen it yet, you really should. So one of the pieces that Tesla's head of global charging infrastructure, Rebecca Tanucci, talked about was this, Tesla's Magic Dock. This is how Tesla is going to allow non-Tesla EVs in North America to use Tesla's superchargers. And for those of you not familiar with fast charging in North America, Tesla's, of course, use what Tesla is now calling the North American Charging Standard, or NACS. This slender, elegant EV plug that can handle basically anything you can throw at it from level one and level two charging all the way up to DC fast charging of 250 kilowatts. But non-Tesla EVs use this in North America, CCS. This giant heavy plug is the charging standard that every other manufacturer went with. So to solve the problem of how to plug a non-Tesla EV into a Tesla supercharger, Tesla, of course, came up with this really smart, ingenious solution, the Magic Dock. Right now, Tesla has only installed Magic Docks at about a dozen or so Tesla supercharger locations in the U.S., but that number will likely increase to 3,500 stalls in the U.S. by 2024. Now, the way it'll work is this. A non-Tesla EV pulls into a supercharger that has a Magic Dock. And you'll know it has it because it'll be listed on Tesla's app for non-Tesla drivers. Right. So you'll take out your phone and open the Tesla app and tell the app which stall you're at. See, they each have these number letters like 3B. Then you go over to the plug, you hold the button and you wait until you hear the Magic Dock click onto the charger handle. Then you pull out the charger handle, which now has the Magic Dock adapter on it, and you plug it into your EV. Voila. Non-Tesla owners can either pay a membership fee of $12.99 a month to pay the same rate as Tesla owners or be charged an extra 10 cents per kilowatt hour, roughly. So when you're done charging, you just return the plug to the socket. This makes the Tesla supercharger usable by both Teslas and non-Teslas alike. And as we've reported on Tesla Time News every week on Tuesdays, it only takes two engineers in a Model Y about two hours to retrofit about 12 supercharger stalls. So why are we asking if Tesla just screwed themselves? Because the Tesla supercharger network was one of Tesla's biggest moats. Now, what does that mean by that? Well, let's face it. It's one of the biggest complaints about EVs. Range anxiety. And what does the Tesla supercharger network do? Relieves range anxiety. So why did Tesla just give away one of their biggest moats? 
I mean, no one else has an EV DC fast charger network even close to the size or scale of Tesla's. So why did Tesla do this? Free federal money. A lot of US government money, $7.5 billion is earmarked for EV charging infrastructure. Now, this is just conjecture, but my guess is that the reason that Elon was at the White House back in January was to reach an understanding of just how much money Tesla could get from the government for opening up the Tesla supercharger network to non-Tesla EVs. We're talking about a big pot of money. And the faster that companies can build EV chargers, the faster they get the money. So the race is on. Yeah, Tesla can get the most money the fastest if they want to, because all they have to do are some quick modifications to existing chargers and cha-ching, money please. But I'm sure the White House isn't too keen on giving away most of the pot to one player. Right, so my guess is that Tesla was trying to figure out just how much of their supercharger network they would have to open up to non-Teslas to get the maximum bang for the buck. Or the maximum buck for the minimum number of superchargers. Right, the agreement they seem to have reached is that 3,500 supercharger stalls is the magic number for getting the magic dock. Okay, but did Tesla just screw themselves? Did they just lower the drawbridge and allow Ford and GM and Hyundai and VW to offer a better product, a product now with lower range anxiety for free? Okay, well, let's dive in. Number one, will this help other automakers sell EVs? Probably. I mean, we have a Ford F-150 Lightning and a Rivian R1T. And once Tesla opens up enough superchargers with Magic Dock in our area, we'll be able to actually take these trucks for real trips. Yeah, long trips as opposed to now where, especially in the colder months, we just can't easily go that many places. This is going to make such a difference. So yes, having more fast chargers that actually work, that makes me less hesitant to buy a non-Tesla EV. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, the more chargers and especially the reliability of superchargers, I'm going to feel a lot better driving around the Ford and the Rivian. And would you agree? Let us know in the comments. Number two, will Tesla superchargers get overcrowded? With all these non-Tesla EVs now able to charge at superchargers, won't they get crowded and won't most people have to wait for charging? Well, let's really look at that. Let's not look too far out because those numbers are always wrong. So not like 10 years from now. Right. I mean, let's look just two to three years out or 2025. I think to help answer this question, it'd be nice to know a bunch of things. Number one, how many non-Tesla EVs will there be in 2025? Number two, how many Teslas will there be in 2025? Number three, how many Tesla superchargers will there be in 2025? And number four, how many non-Tesla fast charging EV charger locations will there be in 2025? Okay, so let's start out with the first one. How many non-Tesla EVs will there be in the US in 2025? That's a tough one, I'll say. Um, well, according to Bloomberg NEF, they've been moderately okay with their prediction numbers in the past, still very conservative, but let's use them anyway. They say there will be 20.6 million EV sales in 2025, but more importantly, 77 million EVs on US roads in 2025. Okay, but a lot of those are going to be Teslas. How many of them will be Teslas? Well, Tesla just produced their four millionth car, but that's not what you asked because that's global. So according to a bunch of research I've done, it looks like Tesla has sold a little over 1.6 million cars in the US since the Model S started selling in 2012. But that's still not what you asked. Right. How many Teslas will there be in the US in 2025? Well, Conservatively, I'd say Tesla will sell about 700,000 this year in the US, 900,000 in 2024, and let's say 1.1 million in 2025. So my very conservative estimate, 
is 4.2 million Teslas on U.S. roads in 2025. Okay, so your estimate is about 73 million non-Tesla EVs and 4.2 million Teslas on U.S. roads in 2025? Actually, I can't with a straight face say that I agree with the non-Tesla number. I mean, Tesla had a 65% U.S. EV market share in 2022. I just can't believe that Tesla's market share is going to drop to, what would that be, a 5% market share in just two or three years? My guess is that even if the other automakers start pumping out EVs like crazy, they'd be lucky to get to a 50% market share combined. So I'm going to go with 4.2 million Teslas and about 5 million non-Tesla EVs in 2025. You know what? Let's round it up to 10 million EVs total in the U.S. in 2025 just to make this math out a little easier. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Okay, so how many Tesla superchargers will there be in 2025? For that, let's go to one of our favorite supercharger websites, supercharge.info. By the way, that's where we get all of our supercharger info for our new supercharger segment on Tesla Time News every Tuesday. So take a look at this chart showing all the superchargers that have come online since 2012. So today, there are about 1,900 supercharger locations, not stalls, locations, in North America. There are, on average, just over nine stalls per supercharger location. So that would be about 17,200 Tesla supercharger stalls today in America. Now, Tesla's supercharger growth rate is not linear. It's definitely growing exponentially. But again, to be conservative, I'm going to project this out kind of linearly and guesstimate that there will be about 2,900 supercharger locations in North America in 2025, or about 26,300 supercharger stalls in 2025. Okay, and how many other network fast EV charger locations will there be in 2025? Again, this is a tough one. On one hand, there's a lot of federal money to build them, so lots of companies are saying that they'll be building lots of fast chargers. But on the other hand, it's a whole lot harder to do than it looks. Tesla just makes it look easy. According to S&P Global Mobility, there are approximately 20,431 non-Tesla Level 3 charging ports in the U.S. today. Now, this is kind of misleading because many of these ports are in weird locations. Some of them are at car dealerships, which means that they aren't open all the time. Some are in office parks, and many of them are only 50 kilowatts, which personally I don't count as a fast charger. Yeah, I agree. So looking at the biggest non-Tesla charging network in the U.S., which is Electrify America, they have about 800 fast charging locations with about 3,500 stalls. EVgo has about the same. So after looking at a lot of flowery projections, my best guess is that we'll be lucky if they there are 30,000 other fast charger stalls in the U.S. in 2025. All right, so we collected all the data you said we needed. Um, this is where you think that we'll be out in 2025. How does this data help us? Well, if we assume that everything is going well with the Tesla supercharger network today in terms of wait times. I mean, there are still some locations, especially in dense like California areas, where we still hear complaints about wait times and lines. Sure, not saying it's perfect, but overall, Tesla superchargers get really high scores for customer satisfaction. So if we extrapolate, the short answer is, Tesla superchargers are going to get more busy. Will there be actual lines where there haven't been before? My guess is that in certain locations, yes. Whoa, 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 you can't just say yes, that you have to back that up. Sure, 
right. So here's the math on that. Today's number of North American supercharger stalls is 17,200 with 1.6 million Teslas on the road or a ratio of 93 Teslas for every supercharger stall. Fast forward to 2025, and if my numbers are reasonably correct, that would be 26,300 Tesla supercharger stalls with 4.2 million Teslas in North America, or a ratio of 160 to 1. 160 Teslas for every supercharger stall. That's a 72% increase in the ratio. Now, I don't know if there's a one-to-one -one correlation between the ratio going up by 72% and the number of Teslas going to charge at superchargers going up by 72%. I don't think it's necessarily a one-to-one -one ratio, but I'd like to hear your thoughts in the comments below. And this is important. If it is a one-to-one -one ratio, then superchargers in 2025 could be 72% busier with just Teslas. But what about all the non-Teslas that are going to be charging at superchargers? Okay, so here's where it gets tricky, because remember that according to the White House and Tesla, there should be 3,500 Tesla supercharger stalls, not locations, stalls, that will be able to charge non-Tesla EVs by 2025. So not the entire Tesla supercharger network. By my estimates, only 13% of stalls in the supercharger network would be magic dock stalls. So only those locations, roughly 400 locations out of an estimated 2,900, would ever get non-Teslas. So those 400 locations are going to be really crowded. Well, let's check out the projections. We said that there could be about 6 million non-Tesla EVs on the roads and 30,000 non-Tesla fast chargers. So a lot of that volume will be charging at non-Tesla chargers like EVgo and Electrify America chargers. But you're right. I'm going to guess that those 400 Tesla supercharger locations will become the charging spots of choice for non-Teslas because let's face it, more charging stalls, better locations, usually better amenities, better uptime and reliability and faster speeds. Now I could throw a ratio on there of 1,714 non-Tesla EVs per Tesla supercharger magic dock stall, but come on, that's not what's going to happen. Hang on, that would be an insane ratio. Right, but here's what I think is going to happen. Number one, I think Tesla is going to choose wisely which supercharger locations they install Magic Docks at. These will likely be spots where there aren't many other fast charging options. And number two, Tesla will be able to adjust the price of electricity, which can increase or decrease demand. Right, because I mean, think about it. If you're driving along, looking at upcoming chargers on your route, and the Tesla supercharger is getting crowded, Tesla can raise the price per kilowatt hour, and so you may choose to stop at another charger with a lower price, just like people do with gas stations. Exactly. And lastly, number three, Tesla is really good at building superchargers fast. So if a certain location is getting crowded, Tesla has tons of data. So I'll bet that Tesla will build new supercharger locations nearby to relieve the pressure. And Tesla can decide which of those new superchargers should get Magic Dock as well. So if the Magic Dock supercharger location is getting completely just full of non-Teslas, like just down the road, they could have another Tesla only supercharger. Exactly. But didn't Tesla just screw themselves? I mean, they lowered the drawbridge. Yes and no. So yes, they are opening a small part of their high-speed charging network to non-Tesla brands, but it's not like they'll lower the drawbridge and their castle is going to get ransacked by the competition. Uh, think of it this way. Tesla is lowering the drawbridge and allowing visitors from around the nation to come in and see how cool their castle is. Tesla will be able to collect some money, not only from every visitor, but also collect stacks of gold from the king. Is this increased openness and trade enriching neighboring lords? Brands? Yes. But ultimately, I think this is likely to increase EV adoption, which in turn will increase demand for Tesla. What we heard from Rebecca Tanucci at Tesla Investor Day is what most of us EV drivers already know. Most EV charging is slower AC charging that is done at home or at work. Especially if Tesla can start implementing wireless charging, which will be super useful for people living in urban areas where home garages are not as common. 
Right. High-speed charging is generally needed for trips, not day-to-day driving. So if Tesla can help solve charging for difficult locations like cities with wireless charging, this could be huge for EV adoption. And let's not forget what's coming. What's going to happen when full self-driving is ready for prime time is Tesla will be rolling out their robo-taxi network. When this happens, it's game over for most other automakers because most other automakers don't make self-driving cars. So this whole question of moats and did Tesla screw itself is kind of moot. What's not moot is this little fact. Tesla is the only automaker with a real fast charging network. I mean, sure, Ford is trying to open one by squeezing their dealer networks to install fast chargers at their dealerships, but come on, it's not gonna be a real customer-friendly fast charging network. It's going to be a pretend network like pretty much all the other ones. Right, so Tesla is the only automaker that is going to pass go and collect millions billions of dollars from the U.S. government for something they already built. And what is Tesla going to do with that money? They're going to keep racing forward even faster. They're going to build more gigafactories, more batteries, more vehicles, more robots, more grid storage, more solar. And more superchargers. So did Tesla just screw themselves? No. They did what they always do. They jujitsued their competition and the government into another win for Tesla, which also happens to be a win for all EV drivers and EV adoption in general. So what do you think? Put your comments down below. And if you like this video, even if you don't agree with us, but if you like the idea, hit the like button. It really would help us out here over on Now You Know. And if you wanna see more content, well, you can check out our YouTube channel or you can go support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash now you know. We have our $1 a month perk, which gets you all of our Patreon bonus stories. So every single week you get Patreon bonus stories. There are lots of other perks on top of that. You can go check them all out over at patreon.com slash now you know. We really would appreciate it if you'd help support us over there. It lets us do this show and so much more. We'll see you next time. Now you know. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.